0: Hi everyone, Terry Wobrock here, The Healing Place Podcast. Just wanted to take a moment before today's episode, another amazing conversation for the Healers of Hilton Head series, which is just shining a light on so many amazing souls doing beautiful work in the Hilton Head Lowcountry area of South Carolina. But really it applies to anyone's community. So today's conversation, be sure to tune in at the end uh, after I give my little Be Gentle With Yourself because I went to the studio and made some extra video and so I'm going to add that in. This interview, if you're listening on audio, pop on over to YouTube as well and check out the video because you can see the artwork, you can see the pieces uh, and It's better seen, this particular interview, than just listened to. Um, I appreciate you listening in. But yeah, if you have an opportunity to pop onto YouTube and check out the video as well, especially as I walk around the studio and uh, add that bit into it. So enjoy today's episode. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place Podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock and this is another round of the healers of Hilton Head series that i'm so excited to be presenting to everybody and again just to reiterate my goal with this isn't just to highlight these amazing entities and, and individuals doing beautiful work here on Hilton Head Island and in the low country but really to help you that's listening to look in your community and see what's available. Look, look a little deeper, a little like broaden your horizons and um, see what's out there because there's just, there's so many opportunities for healing, for finding voice. I've been working with my therapist, which I love this conversation we're going to have today about finding my voice. So um, Andrea Hatler Bramson is the co-founder of Full Spectrum Studios here on Hilton Head Island. And we had had a little bit of an email exchange going on, and one of the things she wrote just really struck a chord with my heart, and it was that full-spectrum studios allow artists with disabilities to find their creative voices that might have been misunderstood, silenced, or never even heard. So welcome, Andrea.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Terry. And absolutely, that's that's what we're trying to do here. Um, We just uh, put together the whole studio to... uh, First, starting with our own daughters uh, because they have been they have shown an aptitude and in a desire, um, and we, based on what we saw on in programs across the nation, realized that there was uh, a gap in uh, the in opportunities available to uh, folks with disabilities in the low country and specifically right in our area. And so we said, and what famous last words? How hard can it be? <laughs> so we, we we decided we would go ahead with this. Of course, we decided to start this in uh, February of 2020, and then a little thing called a pandemic happened. Um, so we, we've, been, we've been evolving ever since.
0: Yes. Well, and I love it that you and I had met up face-to-face, finally, after our email exchanges at the farmer's market. So you hit um, local places in order to highlight and, and sell the work, correct?
1: We do. And that is uh, very purposeful. First, it's a good way of bringing in a little bit of income, but it's also a way of uh, making this a a, a comprehensive activity. So our artists are responsible for being creative, for uh, being innovative, for bringing their mark to Items that then bring joy to people at this point across the world because the stuff has gone all over the place. Uh, but it's also their responsibility to understand all of the nuances of the business activity, everything that goes into it—from packing up for a farmer's market to setting it up to talking with the customers to meeting them. Um, it it has been uh, a, a great learning opportunity for them as well as for for us. Judy, uh, my co-founder, is much more of a business person. She having run many businesses over the course of her career, me being an artist that had a 35 year career with the federal government then decided, yeah, well, that was good with the federal government, but this is really cool. I really like this. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the combination of those, uh, those, um, those skills has actually kind of put us in a good position to, to have a, 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 we're stronger than the sum of our parts, if you will. Yeah, uh, And so, yeah, going to the farmer's market is actually, that's, our, that's our, our standard. We go to the Hilton Head Farmer's Market every Tuesday or try to be there every Tuesday. Uh, we take new stuff. We take the stuff that we have. We put it all out there. And we, part of our responsibility at those markets is to, to share, the, um, share our mission, to make sure folks understand what we're doing, what we're trying to do, and the fact that we're open to artists with disabilities of, of, of all walks. We'd love to include
0: them. Yeah, so people, if, if someone comes across you and says, oh, I have a child that would love to benefit from this, they can then come join the studio?
1: We, we're focused on adults because having had um, uh, children that have gone through the entire academic process, in most states, your person with disabilities can participate in the academic environment up to the age of 21 and then um, interestingly in most states they figure well you're 21 you should be okay you can just go out there Um, and that's not usually the case there's um, there's usually a need for a much more consistently supported environment within which the person with disabilities can continue to evolve Um, we're always all of us are always developing our, our folks need to be provided that supported environment where they can continue to evolve. What we have done, um, and more often than not, and some of this is this is uh, not meant to to cast aspersions on us as parents, but we're we are we're very focused on providing that safe environment for our children where they can um, they can be consistently successful, if not it, and safe. Uh, and so with folks with disabilities, we find ourselves very often saying, you can't do that or you can't do that, or that's not for you. Or So we find uh, we will routinely kind of look at a, a lower common denominator and try to force fit our folks into that. I think Special Olympics is probably a really good example of how that's just not true. We found folks with disabilities that are as strong olympians as any olympian ever was if not more so and what we've done is we've given every single one of them an opportunity to participate athletically and have that rush from being from being active so what we're trying to do is we're trying to do that the analog to that from the artistic perspective we don't usually um we don't usually give our folks with disabilities that opportunity. We are usually going to try to force fit them into a little craft activity. You take this bow and glue it onto this piece of this and then put this on it. Now you have done you have done a thing, that's fine. But if you give that person, sometimes when you give that person, don't give them a bow, give them the ribbon and then give them a piece of paper and then give them a couple of other things and say, get ahead. You'd be really surprised to see what can emerge. And we've been really uh, pleased with the, uh, the success. I'm looking over here because I think I have a piece that I'd be happy to share with you, um, and then one of Kat's pieces as well. We started out with the girls working uh, on pieces that they had learned how to make in another program in Bluffton where they had been successful, they had enjoyed it immensely, um, but that program evolved to where they were only able to do the pottery once every week or so. Uh, And so that full-time investment into the activity was not something that was happening. Uh, What we did when we, they started here is they started making dishes and so you can see some of these things behind me, Uh, things like this nice little soap dish, things like this. And they were fine. They were doing the right things, but uh, it got to the point where one day they kind of both just shut down. (laughs) They said, no more soap dishes. (laughs) I don't want to do another dish. We said, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? And um, we just put a piece of clay in front of them, just a flat slab rolled out piece of clay in front of them. And they started drawing on that clay and they started creating on that clay. So something like this is what started to come out. We would give them a piece of raw clay. This was imagined this wet. And Kat has an affinity. Kat, Judy's daughter, has an affinity for mountains and hot air balloons. And uh, she just started drawing mountains and hot air balloons and we're like, what? And she's like, just have a thing for mountains and hot air balloons. We're like, okay. So when something like this starts to emerge, we realize that we're well past this. And Mm -hmm. to give, oh yeah, and to give her the chance to create that is really exciting. Then to give her the chance to do something like this. Is even more exciting. So this is a piece that she started with a freeform exterior. This was all kind of cat do-a drawer. So she did the whole thing. And then she started filling it in. And first she did the scoring in clay. And when this was dry, it was fired to bisque. And then all of these colors are put on with underglazes. And when it came out of the kiln, we wondered, well, huh, what are we going to do with that? And the answer was don't really know so it sat on the shelf for a while until we just went head slap moment we uh, work with a woodworker that is in our same building with us which is one of the reasons this is actually we're really pleased with how this is working we have fully integrated with a couple of other organizations that are also art based this one in particular turned into a piece that these are all what we're calling charms these are charms that cat makes also of her free form shapes that she also paints and then glazes and they get put in the kiln. What this piece now has is dimension, depth, movement. Uh, and it's also hung on this piece of wood that is put together by our woodworker, Doug, uh, who now with the artist, they make the decision of how to back the piece onto the clay. Do you want it with a straight edge as in a rectangle, or do you want it to follow the used words now like contour, contrast, complement? So, this is a really good example of how we have evolved from this to this. And it doesn't mean that these are not valuable, these remain very valuable because there's plenty of times when we come in, it's like, ah, I'm just not feeling anything. Let's make soap dishes.
0: Yay! <laughs>
1: it is.
0: so Well, and if you would, now that we're showing off pieces, because I'm telling you, I showed you right before I hit record. So when I saw you at this farmer's market, I find hearts every day, everywhere. You can look on my social media, people on the show know I talk about it. I'm that person that I'll sit on a bench at a lacrosse game and look down and see a wad of gum and it's in the shape of a heart. So I'm, it's, they're just everywhere. Yeah. So when I, when I met with you and I looked down at all the beautiful pieces, I was so drawn to one that you daughter had made. Um, and so I have it sitting next to me and I'm just going to pan my camera only because it's filled with so many of the hearts. So I'm just going to show folks here. So this beautiful purple,
1: oh, hearts angels, with, so sweet. but it yep. has,
0: it's number. Mm-hmm. it's in the shape of a heart, but yep. it also has hearts on it. And now I've filled it with many of my hearts that I have uh, as well. So Again, such a beautiful piece and purple's my favorite color. So there was so much we about We planned it. that. Yes, it <laughs> <That> was beautiful. <laughs> it was it was just made for me. So right. I said, "All right, well, I have to have it." And so I just again, it sits next to me and every day I look over there and smile. So it's just such a beautiful piece. I don't
1: know she just yet. Yeah. I uh, actually want to show you a couple of other things, but anyway, go go ahead. What other questions do you have? I'm just going to, I'm going to hold something up here.
0: Oh yeah. Oh,
1: (laughs) that's amazing. So Victoria has been drawing for years and for whatever reason, at some point decided that um, big lips and eyelashes were the way to go. So this is a piece that Victoria did with two layers of clay with the full face. And this is a kind of thing that takes a little more from the uh, the creation. Oh, thank you, ma'am. From the creation perspective, I have my own Vanna here. She keeps bringing me things. So I love this, it. I love this. it. Um, this is actually something that just came out of the kiln that Victoria finished. Um, and this is for her first cousins once removed. So these are um, her cousin Katie has three children, and their names are Wells, Hattie, and Rose. And this is actually a form that we kind of came up with within a few months of us uh, being here. We started making what we call lanterns and the lantern is meant to just hold the light inside. And um, we made platters for them at some point. Um, and this in particular, she decided she wanted to do something for her cousin uh, to, to uh, uh, for her to have all three of her children in one spot. So we could have put this whole thing together and we are, it literally came out of the kiln this morning. Oh um, and my God. With that, with the outcome, that one turned out really nicely.
0: Beautiful. Now, do you have the kiln there on site?
1: We do. Yep. We have, uh, we have everything we need here. We have the kiln, we have a slab roller, we have all the tools and equipment and that's key to making any environment um, where you want to, pr- want to um, provide all the tools for success. There's no guarantee that any of this will work. But unless you provide all of the appropriate tools, you can't can't expect a a carpenter to build a house without a hammer. You can't expect an artist to create without the tools in the appropriate environment. So we have provided the appropriate environment. Right over here, this is all of our glazes. Uh, We actually have another cart uh, that is also full of glazes. Um, We have underglazes. We have uh, the tools for sculpting. We have tools for uh for scoring uh, everything that goes with it our our slab roller is probably uh a key to to everything because it provides a consistent um a, a, uh, a consistent slab of play that we can use for either building or for making or for so that the, that's at the core of it we don't do hand throwing uh, we don't do uh wheel work um primarily because I didn't even know how to do this to begin with. Uh, We have a subject matter expert that works with the girls directly and has shown them how to do things from the beginning. She knows how to throw, but we don't have a wheel. And we figured we've got a lot going on as it it is. So we're just going to kind of leave it at this for now.
0: Yes, beautiful. So now, do you accept donations of art supplies? Do you accept financial uh, donations? We are a
1: 501c3. We have gone through that entire process. We're happy to say we are uh, fully accredited on that realm one thing we are are still working on is to be accredited by our own local um, Beaufort County Department of Disabilities and Special Needs, DDSN, that with the licensing would allow us to accept state funding from folks that would come to us. Right now we are just a private pay location and in fact this is one of the things that has been uh, a little disconcerting. We were just ready for, oh they're going to be beating the doors down, people are going to come flocking to us and we can't wait for that to happen. And it hasn't. It's been um, a little disappointing uh, and a little surprising because um, we thought it was obvious. We thought that it was, you know, we see these programs across the nation that are incredibly successful from California to Pennsylvania, to upstate New York, to Washington, D.C. We've seen half a dozen of them. They're they're just taking names. And um, we have not seen that here. We what we have had is a great reception by the community writ large to include the community of artists. So you'll notice when we speak, we talk to the fact that we are a, uh, a program for artists with disabilities. We're not a program for people with disabilities that do art. Uh, this is, you start with being an artist. And I think one of the things that has been a little, maybe daunting, frankly, is for um, the family of a person with disabilities to see the level of work that is done And to wonder how that would impact their own person if they don't have that level of success right away. And yeah, it can be uh, disconcerting and disappointing, and that's obviously never our intent. We want to give folks the opportunity to start at whatever level they start at and evolve. Uh, And that's not something we usually let our folks with disabilities do when it comes to something specific like art or music or dance or creative self-expression and that's why we're that's why we're working so hard at this
0: yes and I love that I love that approach because truly my sister's art this, this angel painting right here for those looking yeah. at it. my sister painted that and you can't see it but it's glittery gold angel wings and so she painted that angel for me and she's incredibly talented I cannot draw a stick figure where people are like what is it <laughs> I mean I just it's just my my artistry is writing and the other other realms so yeah uh but a friend had invited me to a painting class one time and I was like oh my gosh all right I'll go but I ended up you know being able to so with some guidance and with some help I painted a sunset coming through a forest and it actually looked like a sunset coming through a forest and I was like yes (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, being able to start at this place and then evolve and allow, like you said, your expressive voice, your creative voice to come forth. Just what a beautiful, especially when they, if they haven't had that opportunity before. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. So now do folks, can they sign up for classes or do they just. Like we become... don't have so
1: much classes. And, you know, I appreciate the question because our, our intent and the programs that we visited had established communities of folks that came in every day, did their work, and then left. Um, We figured, okay, that's what we'll do. Uh, But we're we're pretty much at the point of realizing that we have to broaden our outreach a little bit more. We have advertised in local life. Obviously, we do outreach at the markets and the festivals that we go to. uh, And we got to a point where we're like... Why is it that, how is it we're not having the impact? I think we're having an impact. What we're not having is the, the success and recruitment that we thought we would have. So we decided we would have a, a three week opportunity for folks in our community to come in and literally spend time with us three Wednesdays in a row to experience what it's like to be here on a Wednesday. And then we would allow them, and we'd work with them to take a piece from beginning to end uh, and the reason we do it over the course of three weeks is because there's so much downtime in pottery where things have to dry, then they have to fire, then they have to they have to, they have, to they have to. So um, we, we did that successfully uh, once and now we're just gonna keep doing it until folks start to realize that you know, maybe this is for me. We're also reaching out to um, the uh, local academic institutions that have special ed programs that oftentimes have folks from our community that are graduating and find themselves in a position of, I can take that minimum wage job at the local retail store or the local restaurant. Uh, What we would like to do is provide them the opportunity to continue with their creative self-expression or to allow it to evolve. And maybe they would find that that is where they actually want to put their time and energy on a more consistent full-time basis. And so... um, We're hoping that that's going to yield some results happily. um, It's our our existence doesn't hinge on that. Uh, We're 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 happy as we are. We would welcome and love to have additional artists uh, because in this kind of environment, the more folks participate, the more the energy changes, the more they kind of work with each other. They feed off each other there will be fighting, but there will be also a lot of great, uh, a lot of good exchanges where then they can collaborate on pieces. And that's one of the things that we, we, uh, we, you know, that collaboration element from the, uh, you know, the business perspective, from the creative perspective, from the cleanup perspective, from the customer perspective. Um, And as I mentioned, we're in a building with two other organizations that are art based. And when those artists come and go all day, our artists interact with them when they when they're available when they're willing. Uh, we have painters. At at one point, we had a painter that was uh, very much in the in the at the stage of creativity where she's like, "I'm not." I said, "What are you doing?" She goes, "I don't even know." I said, "Oh, that's great. Can I have our artists come and talk to you?" And she said, "Yeah, I guess so. That that that'd be fine." And when our folks came over and talked to her, and they saw that she was kind of in a in a roadblock, it was. Oh, you mean this happens to everybody? Yes, it happens to everybody. And it's okay if it happens to you. The day you're tired of doing one thing, stop doing it and do something else. So it's been, it's been a good exchange and a good collaborative activity that way.
0: Yes. And all I'm here as you're speaking is just building that sense of community. And the more yes. you're right, the more that you can bring in, the more that community then builds and it just blossoms. Yep, yep, yep. And we found
1: that in, uh, now when we go to markets and festivals and so on, we find a lot of folks that we, we hang out with in other markets and festivals. And of note, really, and interesting is that as uh, the community of people with disabilities, as you grow, you're, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little insular. Um, and we find that we find a lot of support in each other. We find a lot of resources in each other. Uh, and because we get sometimes a little insular, we we don't let ourselves look outside of our own community for additional support. We have folks that come in from the outside, drop a bunch of money, and then leave, uh, or come in and help for a few days and then leave. As obviously, there are thousands upon thousands, if not hundreds or millions of people that have made working in the community of people with disabilities, their life's work, have made careers out of it. Um, but... There are ways of us kind of further evolving outside of our own community into other communities so that we can further integrate. And I think that's at the core of what we're trying to do is that additional integration, that additional making sure that these voices are a part of the larger voice. And they're not just a second thought. They're not just a not background noise or shadows.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, and again, this, you know, looking at the art, I see my sister's piece hanging on the wall in this, this heart next to me, and they're both just such beautiful treasures and, uh, from artists. And that's how I see it is just, and that's, yes. So being able to get that message out of, I I love that you it's, you know, artist first. So. Yes, yes, exactly. Artist first. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So, how do um, folks connect with you? How do they buy? Can they buy pieces online? Do they uh, Well, either? I would love to say absolutely. All the inventory is online, and yet no,
1: okay. no, not so much. <laughs> when well, the first when we first uh, put stuff online, it was uh, December of twenty twenty. Uh, in time for Christmas, we we started putting stuff online, like, and, I don't know, Thanksgiving, and and, and it, it worked out fine. It was We were doing well. I thought, this is great. I mean, we have our website, our www.fullspectrumstudio.org. Uh, we put all of the stuff on there. I was really pleased. And then st- stuff was selling at markets that I had to remove from the website, and I couldn't replace it fast oh, enough. And yeah. now... Um, I confess that no, there. The what is on the website is completely out of date. Um, those all of those materials have to be uh, changed. We are we are working on putting together a um, materials that can go on the website as a you can you can get you could get if you want five soap dishes like this, we will advertise one, and you say, I want five of them, then we're gonna make five soap dishes. So we're not gonna have the inventory, but it will be a constant that we will be able to turn to, we'll be able to say, you know, we'll have a rainbow of soap dishes or whatever you want to call them dishes, they can be whatever you want them to be. Um, But we have not been, uh, I'm gonna dime myself out, I have not been successful at keeping the website up to date with inventory because we have been happily so successful in selling things at markets and art shows.
0: Yeah, well, and I was just about to say, if your inventory is flipping that quickly, that's a really good sign that- uh... Yeah, it's a
1: good problem to have. Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) And and it's
1: actually an indicator of what would really be, that's why we want more artists, because there is a market, there is a gap in uh, what is available in the market um, that our artists can can create, that nobody else is creating. And if we choose not to allow our artists to produce it, that gap goes unfilled. That that voice uh, remains unheard because it hasn't even spoken. So um, there's, a, on, on our website, there's a quote by a Chinese artist, A.I. Weiwei, that says expressing oneself is a part of being human to deprive of a voice is to be told you are not a participant in society, ultimately it is a denial of humanity. Uh, and when I saw that quote to begin with, it resonated so much because it ties into uh, one of the, uh, the the apocryphal stories that we heard about an organization in Washington DC called Art Enables. And its founder is said to have um, mused there's a voice missing from the art community in the entire uh, the metropolitan, D- Metro DC area. But from this entire, there's a voice missing. Uh, and that, you know, just that harkening back to that creative self-expression, that voice, that sound, that, you know, the, the, the funny thing is that the voice is intangible, so you, you, you can't put your hands on it. You can hear it and it can impact you, but uh, it, and so if your way of communicating is physical, then maybe what we have to do is to give the opportunity to those whose voice is not currently being heard for them to actually have that opportunity for that creative self-expression, give that opportunity to evolve.
0: Yes. oh, I, I, I mean, I, I just love it, and I love uh, I love what you said earlier, just about let's not just give them the materials and say here's how you put it together but allowing just that expressiveness to come out and what sometimes it's
1: okay to say that sometimes it's okay to say okay today we're going to do a craft and this is what i need you to do because we need to do 100 of these really quickly but then also give the opportunity so okay now that you've done this what would you do differently so part of our 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 our, um, activities here uh is we have critiques and critiques are hard in the art community. I mean, when you go into an art class and you have a critique, you're you're bracing yourself. You know, you either come in with something you know everybody's going to love, or you're coming in with something you know that you're going to hear some hard facts, and we do share hard facts with each other. The coolest part of those critiques is that our artists now are their own best um, the critics, uh, and they're the ones that now look at things and they're like, not feeling it. This is not my best work. So what do we do with that? Bam.
0: That one goes away. (laughs) Yeah. You know, another favorite part of my piece is that Victoria's name is on the on the bottom of it. And so, yes, so each artist has their so, you know, who created it for you. So
1: we have made stamps for each of them. And so on the bottom of your piece, it will have the name of the studio. It says Hilton Head Island. And then it has Victoria's name on the very bottom of it. Yeah, we have for each of the artists have a stamp. And then we also have a stamp that is just what we call the studio stamp. And this is just. Right there. That's a little studio stamp right yeah. there. Oh, Judy, we had a little extra on this one. So one of the things that happens to us when we unload this kit, the kiln, because we haven't been doing this for many years. We've been doing it long enough to where we should know better. There's something called the um, the stilts that you actually put some pieces up on. They're very, very sharp. So nine times out of 10 or 100 out of 100, thank you, um, I cut myself on those stilts. So oh. every now and then there may be a little bit of a Blood sample on these, which we oh. have to wash Just really <laughs> glazed <gross>. over. <laughs> yeah, we can fix that. We've right. also made for our artists business cards, so they each have their own business oh. card, uh, and that and, and this again part of the professionalism is that I expect you to live up to this business card. I expect you to be able to hand it to your customer, make eye contact, it even if it's for a fraction of a section, because you know some of us are better at eye contact than others. That's okay. Hand the business card. Say thank you very much. And so that it's all a part of that that responsibility um, as a human.
0: Yes. Well, I had told you when we met at the farmers market that um, my my nephew um, Hunter was diagnosed with Asperger's very early when he was three or four. Um, wow. For really well, early. first it was at first it was you know autism and then eventually that diagnosed shifted. But I remember my sister got him into classes at Children's Hospital or through Children's Hospital in Cincinnati, which has some wonderful programs. And mm-hmm. one of them was a socialization class. And I remember seeing Hunter the next time after he had been through it and he stuck his hand out and was like, you know, hello, Aunt TT," because they call me TT. And yes, and it was just so very sweet because He was he was learning that exact thing to make the eye contact, to engage in conversation, to ask a question, listen to the answer, and then repeat it back. Like it was those types of, um, and so just to watch him evolve and learn that process, it was awesome. But I I noticed you did it with your daughter when we when we met um, in her engagement with us when when we when I was introduced to her and uh, yeah, it has to do it, you know always. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Was there anything else you wanted to share before we are finished for the day? I'm looking at Judy and we're both like, I'm sure there's something I can't think of. (laughs) Well, I'm swinging by later. I'm going to take some video around the around your studio so we can always add that in. uh, If so. So how do people find you? How do they connect with you? Um, We
1: our website is www.fullspectrumstudio.org. Through the website, we can be contacted through there's an email address on there. You can call us at. Uh, you can reach out to us there is a phone number on there that you can call as well and we have had folks reach out to us just like that which has been great i I love driving along and all of a sudden seeing a number i don't recognize and then just kind of like okay and it turns out it's like oh hi i'm in cincinnati i saw on your website that you're in hilton head island i'm going to be there next week with a bunch of friends can we come see you
0: oh heck yeah yeah (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome! I love it. Well, that's why I'm so glad this this podcast is global in 114 Excellent. countries now, and so yes, and so I mean, how many millions of people visit Hilton Head Island for for vacations and trips? It's such a beautiful yep. paradise. And so, yeah, absolutely, folks. If you're here on this beautiful island, make sure you swing by or or call, and make an appointment to stop by. Come see us at the farmers market. Come to first Thursdays
1: in Sea Pine. Come check us. We're going to be at the. Uh... Uh, party in the park at Discovery Park this Thursday and the next two Thursdays after that in the evening. So come awesome. see us.
0: Yeah. And Farmer's Market, that's it. Uh, if you've never been to Coastal Discovery Museum in Honeyhorn, um, mm-hmm. that's every... Tuesday Tuesday from
1: nine
0: to one Mm -hmm. Tuesdays, nine to one. And wow. All local
1: folks, all local producers of one thing or another, everything from, uh, from produce to lamps, to dog food, to CBD, to
0: pottery, beautiful art. Yes. Huh. And what beautiful lands to walk! Take a walk through there, and it's just—it's uh, yep. magnificent. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yep. Well, thank you so thank very you. much for the opportunity to sit down and chat with you about your beautiful work, and um, and yeah, for Victoria making this my favorite piece, sitting next to me. Yay! My pleasure. We we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Come on by. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks. Now for the studio tour. These
1: these pieces came out of the kiln a little while ago, but now Victoria and Kat are working with our uh, woodworker to figure out how to finish it. What's going to be the right uh, way to mount it? Like
0: you showed with the the wood piece. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So these are a couple that we're also looking to see how we can leverage pieces that were, these are pre-cut. Not okay. even sure where, they were Judy's. She had them, Judy made lamps for a while. It's like, well, is this something that we could just put that on? Or is it something that we could mount this onto? Or, so we're exploring those yes. things, but these are Victoria's, you can see her sunshine.
0: Oh, yes. The sunshine's
1: a girl. She's got great big red lips. And then the eyelashes. She's a guy. If he's a guy, gets we get sunglasses. No. And if we're a uh, uh, non-binary, all right and that's where we are awesome that's where we're We're everywhere we got them all so these are pieces that are actually uh, it, uh we've they finished biscuit it's been it's been fired it's in what we call the bisque phase and then now it needs to be glazed once it's glazed it will come over here okay and from here it will look something like that and then we'll put it in the kiln and when we're finished firing it, it in particular. awesome a little light.
0: so and glazed ready off. for final firing Okay. it look like that so this one fell
1: on the ground already so every now and then we have a little oh, bit of gotcha. a, we have a,
0: a little broken Hilton head. exactly but, you know, <laughs> we can put the island back together exactly exactly so,
1: so these are ornaments this is what we call ornaments and these are all sell for five dollars a piece uh, each one of them has a studio stamp on them okay so the studio stamp helps identify and we've actually kind of turned it into something that we hope some of our uh, visitors to the island will take as a little bit of a souvenir Lots of turtles. turtles oh, yeah. Turtles so, do you think shells. they'd be able to get
0: them into shops? Uh, no,
1: actually, we'll sell them at the farmers, market. Sell them? Yeah, yeah. the farmer's
0: market. So, you were talking about the spikes on air. Hurt, so, <laughs> and that's the roller. Okay. It is. This
1: is a, what we call a slab roller. and It actually produces them. You put the the clay in it and then the clay comes out on a large smooth slab right now it's a little dirty but we try to
0: keep it up that just means it's in action it
1: is <laughs> this is the piece we just got out of the kiln but actually fused to the stilt oh. and so we'll try to take it off and probably fail
0: and you oh know, without yeah. breaking that gotcha. it
1: is what it is right Um, This is where I put together the wind chimes. So right now there's a couple hanging up front, but we also have the things that we took out of the kiln today. Decided I'll make one out of three dolphins. Oh yeah. And then we'll make one out of dolphins and. I had some shells. Oh Oh, yeah, here dolphins and shells. Okay. And then I have uh, seahorses. Oh my gosh, make it awesome. so cute! Yeah. Um, so thank you, thank you, I'll take care of that in just a second. So the the thing that one of the things that's really cool here too is we talked briefly about Cat's charms. Um, when Cat started doing her freeform drawings, the drawings themselves have a lot of energy, have a lot of interest. Um, and as we started exploring what we could do with clay, I asked Cat if she could create for us. Some shapes in clay that we could potentially use. So she started doing this kind of stuff where each one of these pieces is hand colored and then hand glazed, and each one of these pieces then becomes a part of a wind chime. And I'll show you up front a finished uh, wind chime that is all of Kat's pieces, and it's actually the fourth or fifth one of these uh, because they don't last. Once they get made, they sell pretty quickly. Um, and this is a kind of thing that's really hard to show online. Right. Um, because you can't see the energy, you can't see the scale, Just the intricacy. Exactly.
0: Yes. yes. That's
1: why I was the trying to zoom it.
0: in. It's so beautiful. And I'm sure the sound as well. The sound is
1: really fun. And that was one of the yes. fun things that happened when we first put the first wind chime together that we were able to say, well, now we've done you can feel it, you can see it, and
0: now you can hear and it. And I can too. even hear it. I mean, just a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't.
1: I'm excited to hear. It. Just, uh, we can uh, take off, rinse out, or just throw away wholesale. And see, these are called clay traps. It's called the clay trap. Mm-hmm. That's
0: fascinating.
1: And they they work really well. They keep the because clay is heavier than water, and if you uh, what you do is you let it um, fall down into this spot here, and it will. It will always fall down below the water. Before and the water will The water will keep going. Excellent. If we didn't have a clay trap, all of that clay down there would accumulate in the bottom yes. of the plumbing and ultimately oh, yeah. clog it up. Yeah. And then we'd have to start all of it again. So. Right. <laughs> I need a pug now. Uh, but actually what it is, is it?
0: A, penny the what? Penny is a pug mill. A mill right. As
1: a pug mill, we can actually put uh, leftover clay in there. Not, actually, we're going to have to put some water in here. Mm. The pug mill then takes all of the leavings of the clay uh, and you can reconstitute them into a whole other piece of clay that you can then use again. And so the intent is not to throw in there. You have, you know how when you make cookies and you, yeah. put the, you use a cookie cutter, you have the stuff on the side, you just roll it out again and you reuse it. Right. Well, we try to do that as well when we're rolling things out. But when you have just the last bit of that left, what are you gonna do with it? Well, uh, you, don't, you You can turn it into, hey, there she is. You can turn it into one more cookie or we can mm. put it in here and make it into one whole big piece of again. Yes. yes, awesome. So this was actually our very first um, Request for funding we got from Autism Speaks. They funded it for us. We were really excited about that, and so it's still a, we love her very much.
0: Yes, <laughs> very I treasure. Sweet.
1: She yes. does look like a pig. She,
0: no, does. she really does. Yeah.
1: And we decided we decided she's a she. Yes, just because we can.
0: And what is it, Penny? Penny.
1: Penny. Yeah. Penny. We call her Penny. Penny. Penny the Pug now. Petunia. Was Petunia? I <laughs> this is our quiet room uh, because we realize that in our community, and probably any, but in ours in particular, you always need a place where you can decompress. It's also Judy's creation space where she does all of the bags that she makes out of uh, up- upcycle upholstery <laughs> fabric. Yep, it's beautiful. But one of the things we've chosen to do in here, and it's gotten a little. Um, little more chaotic than we might have expected is, we don't have any of the artwork of our artists. We're oh. choosing to place in here only artwork of other artists. Gotcha. So here's, a, here's a Hummel, there's Bobby Fertig, one of the artists from uh, Beau Art, and now we have uh, it, Ellen, it and this is Charis. one of our Kara Artman does these bottles, and she did this piece. Um, and this is, yep, yeah, this Janet Sutherland did this one. Um, there's another Bobby. This is an artist that's in uh, in um, Savannah, uh, whose name I did not get, uh, but I just thought she was wonderful. Had yeah, to
0: her. I like the Just. This you. Is, oh like yeah, we greenery.
1: Greenery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got
0: that one at the greenery. Judy got that one. Nice. Oh, there's we a heart. Right? I find mm-hmm. them everywhere. There you you there's my heart. there's my heart for today. <laughs> 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 Probably the seventh one I've seen today. Organizations that also support the
1: community of adults with disabilities. So we reached out to Pockets Full of Sunshine, which has the infrastructure for doing um, silk screening and making t-shirts, and we asked them to make our t-shirts us. So the girls participated in putting the t-shirts together, um, and we have them in five sizes, six colors, and they have not done quite what we had hoped, but they've turned into really fun little boys. Yeah, (laughs) yep. Because you know, even her other ones are all two-dimensional. Because she doesn't have any depth perception.
0: Yeah. So now, did they make these?
1: Well, those are boards. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not quite sure what to do with them. Okay. They painted
0: them. Oh, I love all of this. I have to show rock and roll. Oh, and Victoria has a thing going on for rocket ships. Okay, I, it's a whole st- storyline, but she does. This the, the, the big yeah, lips, the big lips, and the eyelashes,
1: and all of the like her sunshines, all of the female sunshines. And then, as you're talking about the stickers, maybe you can tell her what this one is. And this one, they broken transit, because we were both. I made that, and somebody oh, so I like that. And then when it was when she, when she got it, it broke. So how big was it? It was well, not quite that big. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was about about twelve, 12 inches, inches across, across right? Yeah. And then this guy, what is this one? Remember what we call this one? Butterfly through a screen. Butterfly through a screen door, and then what's in the corner there? The, the sunshine, yeah, the, the sunshine lips. with sun. Well, it has big lips and sunglasses. Mm-hmm. No eyes. Oh, those are eyes. Oh, okay. I there have this go. one. There you yeah, go. Uh huh. Yeah. So that one you can see right behind you is a big representation. That piece was about oh yeah about eight by eight, uh, yeah. and it was uh, mounted on wood. Doug took care of that, and then he put a little stand on the back of it, and then uh, we had it sitting on our little entranceway for a while, and Gabby. Who works with Crafter with a Purpose um, said she just she looked at it for weeks and she finally said I have to have it. Yeah. He we said, Well, then we have to get you to have it, so that is okay. And and I think the director might get the keys from the mailbox. I don't know. Who I mailbox. don't know whose keys those are, right there. We'll have to figure that out. They don't fit any door here that I know of, but we'll poke around. I burn them and see cat's shapes here. Oh. Now
0: boy. I love wind chimes. <laughs> Yes, they sound even more beautiful than I had. Oh my God. <laughs> you said you may kiss my father. I don't want to kiss your father. I don't know what to been. He pooped. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so these no, all the wood is mean, all recleaned here. Because they on the
1: outside. And they all sound a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is just reused pieces of, of metal and tubing. From um, I've actually found many sources of this. <laughs> I can't
0: think of anything can't think or of
1: anything okay that's fine
0: except that you were so, you know what one thing I think you could know, that you I haven't spoken about back. is
1: I have not spoken about um Kara can you give us a few a few seconds on your experience working with Kara who who let's start with who is Kara? Um.
0: She's um.
1: Potter. Potter. Mm Hmm. Where did you meet her? Um. Pep. I met her at Pep, and so and she came to Pep. And what was she doing at Pep?
0: Um,
1: pot, Pottery. Yeah, yeah, the pottery
0: studio? The pottery studio. Yeah.
1: And so when she stopped working at PEP and she started working with you here, um, were you doing uh, the same thing that you were doing at PEP now that, that you're here? Yeah, yeah. I, but are you doing some things a little bit different as well? Yes. Yeah, so what are you doing right now uh, with this piece that is in front of you? This is something that Kara taught you guys, isn't it? Yes. What are these here? Gla- glazing. Right, these are, but what kind of glazing? They're
0: under glazing. Yes.
1: And so when you do under glazing can you demonstrate with your paintbrush can you show us what how you do that so right now you have this is a what is this right here um a lighthouse okay and so what were you doing with that lighthouse painting Um, adding colors to it Uh, Adding colors okay so we interrupted you um, so uh, is it okay if we watch you for a second? Yes. Carry on. I think you might need a little water on your brush. Yeah. Alright. And then maybe a little color. Yeah. So then you come over here and you get your color. Oh, I just don't... I think I'm using... I think you might have been using the same. It's the sound. So, what part of the underglazing is that you find that works for you so well? What makes it so appealing to you? Sorry. The coloring, the, the color. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you like all of the colors, right? With all of the colors. And so, when you look at a piece, do you think right away, oh, I could do it in a certain way? Yes. So when you saw that uh, lighthouse, what was your first thought? To use all the colors. There you go. Exactly. So you're well on your way to doing that. Yes. Okay, so we're going to watch you put on a little bit more of that color. then. Yes.
0: I just pick out the colors. I don't don't even look Mm -hmm. at the colors. I just
1: just happens
0: it just happened. I just put the colors on and this is the truth I just don't even look I just put the clothes on it
1: so it just kind of happens
0: yes and just pray yeah. that it comes out
1: <laughs> so you have you have a piece that's over there on the newspaper that's finished. Yes. Can you show us a little bit of how you finished that piece?
0: Yes, I do. I would. This is the first side I did. Mm-hmm. I started the sides, mm-hmm. and then I did the front, mm-hmm. and then I did the back, mm-hmm. and then I did the bird.
1: The words, yeah, and so we might actually come in with that blue and finish filling in those words a little bit more. You think yes. that would be okay? Yes, okay. So, so what we try to do is when when we see something that we think we might be able to you help Cat or Victoria, we check yeah, with them first. First, what you do, it that's okay. Yeah. Going, go ahead, yeah. What we to say, um, we do the front and the back of each piece. Three times if it's regular glaze but with under glaze, you can just keep going until you're done. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. When you feel that you're done and you want to add any more, okay, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. So you guys make that decision. Thank uh, you
0: for clarifying. Thank well, you. Yes.
1: Well, thank you, Kat. Yes. You thank you, Kat, me. so much.
0: Yeah. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today. And Remind you to visit my website as well as the academy.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terriwellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows. Um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.